0: and as we seek to point Christ to
1: those who are lost and struggling.
0: Last week, our guest, Tom Kilgannon, president of the Freedom Alliance, gave us some advice for living in these troubled times. He said, pray and be grateful. And although this seems simple, we live in an age of godlessness and entitlement. So obviously, it's not all that simple. In response to this tendency to take things for granted, on today's show, we're going to talk about freedom and gratitude And this is the perfect season to do it because Pentecost was May 23rd. Pentecost celebrates the gift of the Holy Spirit to all who believe in Christ. May 31st was Memorial Day, a solemn day to remember the sacrifices so courageously laid on the altar of American freedom. And today, June 5th, is the eve of the Normandy invasion, D-Day, June 6th, 1944. It is my prayer with this show that we fully appreciate the cost of our freedom, and as we consider freedom, it's my prayer that we rededicate ourselves to living courageous lives as American Christians. As always, I'm joined by and so grateful for Christy Stratton, my relentlessly kind and capable wingman.
1: Well, thank you very much. Hello.
0: Thank you very much. (laughs) Before the show started, Christy was doing some kind of me, 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 me thing.
1: I was getting my voice ready
0: okay your voice is great <laughs> folks before we begin i must remind you that as a colonel still serving in the marine corps reserves i have to preface my comments by saying that these are my personal views and they do not necessarily represent the department of defense or the department of the navy please pray with us heavenly father we give thanks today for the men and women who have sacrificed so much for the freedom which we enjoy today we thank you for their courageous hearts and for their families. Lord, we beseech you, help us to be worthy of their sacrifices. Help us to show our appreciation in the way we lead our lives as Christian Americans and recipients of this hard-won and fragile gift of freedom. And help us to emulate their courage in the way we speak and act for you. May the lives we live glorify all who have sacrificed, and may all we do be glorifying unto you. We pray in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. So tomorrow is the anniversary of the invasion of Normandy. In 2018, I spoke at Omaha Beach to a group assembled uh, from the NRA and the Freedom Alliance. And that afternoon, we went through the cemetery where many of our heroes who fought in that battle are buried. Mm-hmm. And the thought that I had was, as we walked through the cemetery, what would those men who made the ultimate sacrifice want
1: to say to us
0: living today?
1: Wow. That's, that's what I have to, I mean, just even that thought of what would they want to say to us today? People who gave so much for us. Uh... I don't begin to know.
0: Yeah, it's hard. And as I've thought about the show uh, that we're going to do today, I have to admit to you that there are times when my heart has felt hard. And there are times when I've felt compassion all as I assembled my thoughts. Hard when I think about how easily we're pushed around by the forces of evil, and how little we're willing to sacrifice, and how we're busy with all of these other things while our freedom, purchased at such a cost, is gradually stolen from us. And at the same time, compassionate, when I think about people who are browbeaten and used to being told how to think and what to do, and eventually they just uh, relent. But I have to say, the Marine in me wants to say to each of you, bring your heart, read your Bible, and commit yourself to what is an obvious war, an obvious battle. It can't get more obvious These people are intentionally attacking us. I watch the news and I see what's going on in Israel and the thoughts of people in this nation about what's going on in Israel as though somehow our faith and our freedom is disconnected from what's going on in Israel as opposed to people understanding that what happens there happens here.
1: You know, I, I'm thinking back to those men and that that sacrificed on D-Day and and even thinking about when we spoke to Tom about Memorial Day. And one of the things I wrote down was having for for me to have solemn gratitude for that. And and but then as I think about the question you asked, what would those men say today? I think in a way that they would be speechless. <laughs> Wow, that's a good point. Seeing what, if they knew, I may may or may not say this, right? If they knew what's now, right? Then, when they were going on to the beach. Right. That where we, we, we would be in our country today, I just, my heart breaks and I can see where that hardness comes from. At the same time, we're here talking about the intersection of faith and the secular world. And if, I mean, I'll be honest, I had to like, you know, quickly look up details with D-Day. It's not that we're educated on it. It's not that we hear about it every day. And so maybe you don't even know about D-Day.
0: Well, you bring up a brilliant point. And so, folks, I hope what you're hearing from me is I struggle with this. I struggle with it as a colonel in the Marines who's seen men at war and families sacrificing for those men and then I come back to the U S and I see things the way they are. And people so unwilling to sacrifice or risk. And and, and so I hope you hear the fact that I, I, I do struggle with this and it would be dishonest to pretend that I don't. And so in that struggle, I have to go straight to the Bible and, uh, As I read the Bible and I understand that there are people who will not know. And the Bible tells us that their ears are covered and their eyes don't see. So, yes, that's the hard and the compassion at the same time. And it is difficult to grasp the enormity of it. Because sometimes when we look at history, we think that it happens in years and decades and by hundreds of thousands of people at a time, but it doesn't. It happens one person at a time, one moment at a time, when somebody says, I have to oppose this, or I have to support this, or I can't allow this and I'm willing to sacrifice. So it makes complete sense as you talk about uh, having n- not being that familiar with it and then also having difficulty as you consider the enormity of it, it makes sense that the enemy is trying to do away with history Right. because it is from history that we understand the investment which has been made in the present. And when we consider the investment that is made in our present right now in this nation, the United States of America, under God, under God by a constitution written using language from the Bible right. that we go out each day to live lives as courageous American Christians. Yeah. And so, yeah, if I was the enemy, I'd be wanting to tear down statues too. And I'd be wanting to rewrite history also. Right. And to say that this nation is anything other than the, one of the finest uh, experiments in human history. And whether or not that experiment ends well or badly is going to be up to us, not in decades and by the hundreds and thousands, but one at a time on the freeway, at the shopping mall, in the checkout line, in the way we parent, in the way we, uh, coach in the way we teach
1: our actions,
0: our actions. And so, um, Christy and I are both doing Rick Warren's, Pastor Rick Warren's devotional this year, and it's called Open Doors. And uh, he was talking yesterday, I think, or the day before about the think, feel, act cycle.
1: Yep. And know a little know, bit about that.
0: <laughs> yeah. And, you know, as a transformational coach, Christy is very much engaged in that area. And uh, we've talked about it before on the show, but to remind you, Uh, You think about things in a certain way. Those thoughts cause you to have certain feelings, and then you act on those thoughts and feelings, and that is how you live your uh, life, in a meaningful and purposeful way. But the way things kind of go now is people have feelings first, and then those feelings are uh, shaping their thoughts. The feelings through the thoughts become their actions, and it's all this very loose, uh, haphazard way of going about life. So all I have to do to control your actions is get into your feelings. Yeah. And so that's what the enemy does on a daily basis. And we're all just reacting instead of responding.
1: And I so want to talk about one of the things that how he what he uses to get in that loop in the next segment, though.
0: I'm I'm the one who says <laughs> in the next segment. OK, folks. Christy's trying to take over the show, and uh, we're going to come back in the second segment and talk about the think-feel-act cycle because I said we're going to and not because Christy wants to. All right. Thanks so much. Stay with us.
1: Hello, everyone. This is Christy Stratton. As you may know, I'm host Richard Mindelow's wingman. You might wonder what a wingman is. Here on Courageous Christianity, it means I'm here to support the host of the show in our efforts Eight zero zero four nine four zero, And for a donation of $25 or more, we will send you a signed copy of Richard's book, Right Makes Might, 40 Days to Courageous Christianity. You will absolutely love this devotional, and it will help you to become more equipped in your walk as a courageous Christian. If texting isn't a fit for you, you can also donate by going to CourageousChristianity.today. So text to donate to 281 or go to CourageousChristianity.today. Friends, thank you. We are so very grateful for your listenership and for your support. counted the streetlights
0: as we headed up to the chapel to pay our last respects. Friends, welcome back. You're listening to Courageous Christianity. I'm Richard Mandelow, and I'm busy teasing my fearless wingman, Christy Stratton, about what we're going to talk on the show and who's the boss. And... Please know, I'm just teasing, Christy is the most faithful, hardworking wingman, and if she wants to talk about something on the show, we are going to talk about that thing.
1: No, newsflash, I'm taking the show over. No, I'm kidding, I'm not at all. (laughs) Right, I don't know
0: what kind of show you're running here. So tomorrow is the anniversary of the invasion of Normandy during World War II, and we're talking about gratitude for what we have in this nation, this nation that so many people want to attack and talk about. It's kind of like cafeteria food. There's all these people working really hard to make good food, and everybody just likes to talk about cafeteria food. Well, sometimes it's really good, but they still want to talk about it as though it's not, and it degrades the efforts of those people who make it. And I've always really uh, enjoyed cafeteria food, but... I'm not really sure that I'm on point there. (laughs) Bob Dylan said, you got to serve somebody and who we serve is up to us. The choice is up to us. And that choice came at a great cost. And now we have that choice. And in everything we do, we're going to show our choices to the world. When you add to the fact that you got to serve somebody and that Jesus said, you cannot serve two masters, well, now you're in this place of serious choice. It's life and death. Who are you going to serve? And so, as you heard in uh, Joshua, when he is giving farewell to the Israelites before they enter the promised land, and he says, uh, either you serve the gods of your fathers or you serve the gods of the land in which you're living as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. So for us in America, the gods in the land in which we're living are the gods of commercialism, the gods of the media, whoever they want to prop up. I mean, I don't want to speak about anybody, but these people who are famous for nothing but being famous, right? And they become these gods and they influence this culture which now tells us that if we speak out we will be canceled. What what is that?
1: I guess I'd go to the the Satan and it, to go back to the first segment. <laughs> okay. Chrissy wants go. to
0: go back to the think feel act cycle.
1: No, I actually wanted to talk about it, it I think it's it important. really f- it fits with what we're talking about here is in that example of people whomever they may be that may have some sort of perceived influence through the media never served a day in their life in the military. Not that I have, but I have deep respect for it. I don't know that they do or don't, but they get, they take to the airwaves and the thing that I referenced that I know everybody's waiting to hear me say, but social media, Facebook's things like that. And they're sharing opinions that have no root in truth, the truth, the word of God or anything historically. And we're tearing down our monuments after these people have sacrificed, not the the, the men that we're talking about on D-Day and Memorial Day. They have sacrificed their lives. And so uh, what's that all about? The only thing I can, I can come to is it's Satan.
0: Yeah. uh, Well, it's certainly demonic and, as we determine which master we're going to serve, with our resources, with our time, with our hearts, the places where we're going to take our families, men as they uh, are the spiritual heads of their families, um, living in partnership with their uh, wives given to them by God. And in that discussion, we have this opportunity as a team a team of believers, the community of Christ, and these family teams, which are the building block of God's kingdom and also American society. And we see these attacks on a daily basis on those teams, on marriage, on the community of Christ, and on the family of Americans. And so They want to rewrite history. They want to change all of these things because it's from our history that we draw this courage to say, not here, not now, not on my watch. And, you know, you see it a lot in the Marine Corps whereby, hey, for 240 years, Marines have done these amazing things, and I'm not going to let them down. Well, now, if you change that history, then right here, right now, as I make the choice to either serve... These frivolous gods of present culture or God, his son, Jesus Christ, and the word that he has laid down in the Bible, as I seek to go forth and do good things, then obviously it becomes confusing. And that's their intention is to make things confusing.
1: Obfuscate.
0: Obfuscation.
1: (laughs) We like that word.
0: And what do we do? We say, this is history. This is the Bible. This is the word of God. This is the choice I'm going to make. And that choice now at this uh, present place always comes down to run, hide, fight. It always comes down to fight, flight, or freeze. However you want to look at it, that is your choice in any situation. I've got another one. What you got?
1: Do or do not, there is no try.
0: Okay, Yoda. (laughs) Um, I don't know what's going on with Christy today, folks.
1: (laughs) No, but... (laughs) I, I, you know, I'm thinking about the listeners out there, and I would imagine some of them, maybe they like Yoda, uh, but uh, they, they're probably as stirred up as we are. And you're talking about choice. It came at a great cost, and the thing that my mind goes to is um, another quote for you by Maya Angelou: "Once you know better, you do you do better," or when you know better, do better, whatever version you want to take. But so if we're thinking about the listeners out there and they're as stirred up about this as we are, we, we've we talked to people. We know that people are at, right. at this crossroads, right? What are they, I mean, it's a choice. And, and so what would you tell them to do?
0: Well, uh, that is a great question. And please know, it's not with judgment that I sit here and say... Um, that we've we got to do better or we've got to decide who we're going to serve.
1: We've all have This to. is
0: a decision that I make each day when I wake up and in each interaction. And I don't always do well. And there are plenty of times when I have some interaction and I walk away saying I could have done better or I would have liked to have not said anything. This conversation was never going to be profitable. I shouldn't have engaged or I shouldn't have been in that place. Um, I should have walked away. It's hard, and that's why we're talking about it. And so at each of these intersections, we have to make this choice. And we have the freedom to do that, and we can't let anybody take that from us. So in answer to your question, last week, Tom Kilgannon said about freedom, so remember uh, the Freedom Alliance, uh, which uh, of which Tom Kilgannon is the president, takes care of combat wounded veterans and their families. Amazing Uh, organization. Such an amazing organization. And uh, Tom said that freedom is a gift from God. Yeah. And uh, Christy and I were both uh, passing uh, one of Colonel Ollie North's books back and forth this week called True Freedom. And Colonel North is uh, the founder of the Freedom Alliance. And he says in True Freedom... True freedom is the opposite of arrogant self-determination. It is submission to God's will. And so uh, in answer to your question, how do we do it? First and foremost, we submit to God's will. Yeah. It's what he says, not right. what I say and not what I think of what he says. There has to be r- rules of engagement that govern us all. And those rules of engagement are not a buffet where I say I like dessert and I like the barbecue ribs, but I'm not so interested in the salad. That's not how it works. And we we read the word of God and we are constrained by that word and empowered by that word. We go forth in the power of God and we seek not to do the things that he says not to do. Um,
1: it's interesting. I uh, just a little story uh, in a. Facebook group and someone was asking for help and uh, about around a particular uh, subject um, thing in her life. And I said, uh, what does scripture say? And uh, she, the response was, I don't know what scripture says. Well, that brings me to then it, whether we're Christians or not, go find out, go open the Bible.
0: Yeah. And, and that's a brilliant point because this is combat. You've heard me say it many times. You cannot make this stuff up. What you see going on in the world around you is not accidental. You cannot get this perverse by accident. It's an orchestrated effort to undermine this nation in an effort to undermine our support of Israel in an effort to undermine the kingdom of God and all the good that comes from that. So the only way to resolve The obfuscation, the intentional muddying of the issue, the intentional confusing about uh, confusion about what's the intentional confusing. That's very easy for me to say or not. (laughs) The intentional confusing about what's wrong or right is look at your rules of engagement because it's a common rule book. If the problem is everybody's on their own page and everybody's doing what they think is okay and consequently we can't get along, then... The fix for that is to get on the same page. Right. And that page is the Bible. Right, And it's Jesus saying you can serve two masters and us deciding right here in this day, as I wake up this morning and read my Bible, I'm making the decision to serve God. Yep. And some things about that service will not be easy. And other things about that service will be easier
1: Right. Because Absolutely. I'm not
0: making it up as I go along. So in answer to your question, first and foremost, submit, submit yourself to the word of God. And we've said it before. It, we say it a lot. It, it simplifies everything. It really does. And uh, we're going to talk about this concept when we come back in the next segment. Uh, a lot of people say it, but I don't know that they fully understand it. John chapter eight, verse 32. Then you will know the truth. And the truth will set you free. Well, Mm -hmm. first, got to know it. And we're going to talk about that when we come back, folks. Stay with us.
1: I get so afraid. They fought for our freedom and made sacrifices most of us can't imagine. And now, our veterans need your help. Hi, friends. I'm Christy Stratton, Richard Mindelow's wingman here on Courageous Christianity. You've possibly heard us talking about Freedom Alliance on the show It's an organization near and dear to our hearts. Freedom Alliance is healing the wounds of war, including the devastating emotional injuries that cause veterans to reject God's love. Freedom Alliance is saving lives in military marriages. They rehabilitate wounded heroes, donate customized wheelchairs to amputees, and provide college scholarships to the sons and daughters of military heroes. I hope you'll join us in supporting our combat veterans by donating to Freedom Alliance today. I urge you to visit freedomalliance.org to learn more about their mission. We at Courageous Christianity know the team at Freedom Alliance, and we've seen them do the Lord's work. They are committed to helping ordinary Americans who've done extraordinary things. Please go to freedomalliance.org to make a contribution that will change a hero's life.
0: Friends, for almost 18 months, Christy Stratton has been my wingman on Courageous Christianity. To our message of courageous faith, she adds her invaluable perspective as a transformational coach. She's a walking embodiment of courage and compassion, and she brings this to bear on those going through divorce in her show, The Divorce Coaching Hour, which airs Saturdays from 1 to 2 p.m. right here on 100.7 KKHT The Word. For those who are struggling in their marriages, she brings hope with guests who speak to the myriad counseling options available. For those who are going through divorce, She offers invaluable technical and behavioral assistance. And for those who are coming out of divorce, she delivers a unique perspective on the opportunity for growth and change. If you are, or a friend or a family member is, struggling in a marriage, contemplating or going through divorce, you need a wingman. You will want to tune in each Saturday to hear from Christy and her guests. One thing is for sure, as I have learned over the last 72 episodes on Courageous Christianity, you can count on Christy for truth, For her faith-based perspective, for compassion, and for insightful guidance. Tune in each Saturday. She'll be there for you as well. Don't miss the Divorce Coaching Hour with Christy Stratton every Saturday at 1 p.m. on 100.7 KKHT, The Word.
1: What a friend we have in Jesus.
0: Friends, welcome back. You're listening all to Grageous Christianity, and, and that beautiful today. voice is the voice of Chad Strader, who has so graciously allowed us to use all of his music in the show. And it's available on Apple Music, Chad Strader,
1: And it will just make you so happy. I love that song.
0: He's amazing. (laughs) And we're talking about American freedom and the freedom that we have in Christ and what a fragile gift it is. And we're talking about this on the eve of the anniversary of the invasion of Normandy, where good confronted evil on the beaches of France. And it was the end of uh, the Nazi uh, reign of terror. And I want to tell you a joke, not to make light of that, but a separate joke, because during the break, Mike said something really brilliant. And it's really the first we've heard from Mike, and he's (laughs) never said anything, and all of a sudden he says something brilliant. And it reminds me of the joke about the kid who doesn't speak for four years, and he never says anything, and his parents are terribly worried because he's never spoken, and His mom puts uh, soup down in front of him at the dinner table, and he has a a spoonful, and he looks up at her, and he says, this soup is terrible. And she says, oh my goodness, you've just spoken. You haven't spoken for four years. This is amazing. Why did you just speak now? And he said, well, up until now, the soup's been fine. (laughs) And so all of a sudden, we're at the break, and Mike looks at me, and he says... As we wonder about what those men who are buried in the American cemetery by Normandy, as we wonder what they would say to us today, it's not so much what they would say. He said, Mike said, I think they would ask us a question. They would ask, this is what we did. What have you done? And I think that is a incredibly important point to consider And I guess the soup's been fine up until now. And all of a sudden, (laughs) but that's the point. And as we were going to the break, we talked about John chapter eight, verse 32, which says, then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. And when you hear people quote that, they normally say the truth will set you free. They forget the first part, which Mm -hmm. is then you will know the truth. And so before we went to break, Christy said, well, what do you do? And we were talking about rules of engagement and how you have to know the rules of engagement. We have to be on the same page in order to have unity in the truth of God. And we were saying, read your Bible. And I know you hear that all over the place, but I'm saying it, read your
1: Bible. I'm saying it too. We say it often and I'll keep repeating it because it is, it it is the one thing that you can start doing.
0: Well, you can't be a Marine and not know the rules for being a Marine. You could call yourself a Marine, but you're not really a Marine. Right. And you're, you are you You can call yourself a Christian, and by faith, you do give your heart to Jesus, and after that, Mm -hmm. you know, that expression, it's what you do next that counts. Right. And so there's a couple things that I uh, have concern with in many churches around the nation is that we encourage people to give their heart to Jesus and that puts a target on their back because now the devil is focused on them. The devil's not just going to have you recruiting forces against him and not do something about it. So this person gives their heart to Jesus. Well, now you've got to prepare them for war. right? And this is war. And so that preparation begins in fellowship as you come alongside them, as you put your arm around this person who has made this brave move, and you help them know the next step. Well, the next step is... To read the word of God, not because it's this book on the shelf, but because you want to know more about him and you want to know about his heart and you want to know what he thinks of you.
1: It's really amazing as I've, even in my own personal journey of reading the Bible, how many things make sense in my world because of reading and studying the Bible um, I remember I took a class years ago now on the law of the Pentateuch and that's the first first five books of the Bible. A lot of people don't read that, but I really would encourage the listeners is you, your eyes will open.
0: It's amazing.
1: So much and you'll understand things. You'll have answers to questions that you, maybe you didn't even know you had uh, by reading the Bible. It's just amazing.
0: Well, uh, with that said, I want to... Read something to you from the Bible. Perfect. And and so last week when we were talking to Tom Kilgannon, uh, I was talking about the book of Ecclesiastes, which is written by Solomon, who was apparently the smartest man on earth. And uh, he said there's a season for everything under the sun. And the point that I was drawing from that for last week's show was this is a season for action. And that action isn't haphazard. It's not random. It's not wrestling with pigs because they get muddy and they like it, but it doesn't look good for us. So it's a time for action and measured action. And so um, as we speak about the Bible, where you find out the rules of engagement for the action that you take, uh, I was reading in Acts chapter 2, verses 36 and 37, and they say this. Therefore, let all Israel be assured of this. God has made this Jesus, whom you crucified, both Lord and Messiah. When the people heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the other apostles, brothers, what shall we do? So the men buried at uh, the cemetery in Normandy asking us, what have you done? These people here realizing that Jesus was crucified for their sin and then asking as they are cut to the heart, what shall we do? It comes down for all of us to the decision to A, do something as we come to know the truth and then to do that thing and have the freedom of the truth in our lives as we do that thing.
1: My thinking when you say cut to the heart, well, that, that just kind of stops me. We talk about heartache. You know, I've even said solemn gratitude here. But that cut to the heart, if that doesn't change our heart and force us to make changes in our lives, I i don't know what will. I mean, it's it's coming to such a brokenness that you're like, I've got to m- make these changes. I've got to read the word or whatever it may be. I just think it's right there.
0: It a- Absolutely. And so as that person comes to the front of the church in, in absolute courage and brokenness and says, I accept Jesus as my Lord and Savior, and then the church comes around them and puts their arms around them and is going to help guide them to the unity and the truth and... Uh, the action that comes from that unity in the book of James, where he says, eventually your faith must lead to action and righteous action and deeds and good deeds. And so what that all requires is truth and clarity in the truth. And you will come to know the truth and the truth will set you free. So what do the insurgent forces who are trying to overthrow the United States of America do? They make the truth harder to find. Mm. They make it Harder to know, because the truth will set you free. Keep in mind, man was enchained when the devil in the Garden of Eden misled Eve with a lie. Did God really say not to eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil? That was the handcuff snapping on, uh, closed on man. And so if a lie enchained us, the truth will set us free, The devil's not going to sit back while you undo his hard work, so he's going to make the truth difficult to find. Well, the first place you find the truth is in the Bible, and then sometimes it's difficult to understand what the Bible's saying exactly, so you can read commentaries on the Bible, you can download commentaries on the Bible, you can join a church and a Bible study group where you learn. But either way, it's about coming to know the truth, such that you will then be set free in the truth by the choices that you make, the way you feel about those choices, the conviction that you have as you are cut to the heart and you say, what shall we do? And then you go out and do it. That's the amazing opportunity we have in the United States of America as a nation under God. And that's why the enemy, these insurgent forces who want to overthrow this nation, work so hard to make the truth hard to find. So let me state some truth for you. We are loved by the creator of the universe... He gave his son for us so that we would not be enchained by our sin, which we came to through the influence of the devil and by his lies. And as we come to Jesus in faith and say simply, we want to submit to Jesus, then we come to know that peace. The next step is the fact that Christianity comes from Judaism. So in order to obscure that fact, the devil says, the Jews killed Jesus. Well, the truth of the matter is, the very painful, hard truth of the matter is, we killed Jesus. Jesus was killed for our sins. And people don't want to accept that. They want to blame it elsewhere. And by the way, if the devil can use that to separate Christianity from Judaism, he will do it because that way he can attack Judaism. And you see him doing it in Israel right now as we speak. And you even see it on the streets of this nation as uh, groups attack our Jewish brothers. In the story of the prodigal son, the Jew Mm -hmm. is the older brother. And so all of that is the truth, the plain and simple truth. And so as Christians in the United States of America, we have the responsibility because we're cut to the heart by this truth. And now we have to say, what shall we do? And then we have to do it. But to do the wrong thing just adds more wrong yeah. and makes things muddier, makes things more confusing. So the scripture which says, live such good lives among the pagans that though they accuse you of doing evil, they will see your good deeds and glorify your father when he comes to visit. Well, you've got to do good deeds. You've got to give God credit for those good deeds so that they know it comes from him and then they acknowledge Him, and then they will be changed, and there will be more of us than there are of them. And that's the truth. Stay with us. We're coming into the last segment, and we're going to talk more about the opportunity that we have as American Christians. And I know
1: when the day is through That I'm coming home to you There's a cat outside my window There's a train two miles away
0: Friends, it's Richard, the host of Courageous Christianity. In addition to donations, sponsorships also help to keep us on the air and sustain our ongoing efforts. We'd love for you to join us in this mission. If you own a Christian business or an entrepreneur, or it's on your heart to support our efforts, sponsorship opportunities are available. You'll have the chance to have your message heard during each show and much more. If you want to join us in our mission to equip Christian warriors for the spiritual battlefield and support us with your sponsorship, Contact us at 281-656-1833 or email us at CourageousChristianity at gmail.com. Contact us today to apply, as there are some requirements. So give us a call at 281-656-1833 or email us at CourageousChristianity at gmail.com. We're grateful for your listenership and for your support. Friends, you're back with Courageous Christianity. I'm Richard Mendelo. I'm here with my wingman, Christy Stratton, and even our producer, Mike, who says some brilliant things from time to time. So as <laughs> you heard laughing. in the last, uh, at the end of the last segment, I'm sure you heard what I'm saying about uh, how I feel a lot of conflict about this. And sometimes I don't uh, understand why people are so hesitant to make the choices that glorify the God uh, who has been so generous and forgiving. And uh, again, might've sounded like a little bit of a rant, but I understand how difficult it is. And uh, I was reminded in the break of the story of David and Goliath, when the entire Israelite army is paralyzed by this giant man, Goliath, uh, and the Philippines, and each day he came out and he taunted the Israelites, and they did nothing. And then David shows up at the battlefield, and David says, Who is this uncircumcised Philistine who defies the armies of the living God? And basically, he says, Why are you people allowing this? You're just sitting here and allowing your God to be defied. And then David goes out and destroys Goliath. And I bring that story up for two reasons. Number one, that is the way the Bible speaks to us about our present time. If you read it and if you get involved in it, Old Testament and New Testament, reading these uh, stories which are informative of where we are today, it's an amazing thing and you don't have to be uh, without understanding because then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. The second reason that I bring it up, that story, is that we have been turned into spectators. There is so much about our world that involves spectating, watching sports, watching TV, even going to church on Sunday Hmm. as the church puts on this big spectacle. And we sit and we watch and we think, well, I go to church for an hour on Sunday. I'm a Christian. And in truth, we're a spectator to this show. And the more of a spectacle you put on, the more spectators you create. And we're not meant to be spectators because one of the things I find amazing about Christianity as a Jew who has come to Christ is Christianity is like the special operations branch of uh, Judeo-Christian ethic, understanding, We have a mission to go, and we actually have an offensive mission to go and make disciples of all nations.
1: Get in the fight.
0: Get in the fight. And that means very importantly, how do we fight? And spectators don't fight. So we're not spectators. And if you fight with no rules, well, that's not a fight. That's a riot. Mm. That's looting. It's looting the truth of God. And that's not what we're allowed to do either. So we have this tremendous responsibility. And when you're thinking about this weekend, the anniversary of D-Day and Pentecost, which two weeks ago uh, celebrated the Holy Spirit coming into the lives of those who believe in uh, Christ to overcome the flesh. And then uh, the week after that was Memorial Day weekend. And, Uh, We said in the last segment when the Jews heard that truth, they were cut to the heart. And so we should be cut to the heart as Americans living in this nation, 70% of whom claim to be Christians, 70% of this nation says that they are Christians. Well, then how are things the way they are? Right. Right. Well, it's because we're spectators. It's because we don't understand what to do. We don't understand how to do it. We don't understand when to do it. And so maybe it's a pithy meme on Facebook, or maybe it's some conversation somewhere, but that ain't it. There's the fights you choose, and the guidance you have, and the way that glorifies God, and the good that you can do. And it's little. It doesn't happen in waves by decades. It happens one of us, one person at a time, in these little moments of our days where we submit ourselves in true freedom to God. And it's an amazing opportunity. And and I am cut to the heart. And what Mike said about those men in the cemetery, they would be asking us hey, this is what we did. What have you done? And it's such a brilliant point. It kind of makes me think Mike should speak more because I mean, if the first time he speaks, he says something that good, (laughs) there must be more in there. (laughs) By the way, Mike plays with raccoons. He's got this family of raccoons that comes to his house (laughs) and he got bitten by a raccoon. Big surprise. You play with raccoons long enough, you're going to get bitten. I don't understand that.
1: He cares for all the God bless him. (laughs) All the animals. He's awesome. Yeah. You know, that cutting to the heart is just really staying with me. And as we think about it from a a Christian perspective, God, I I, want to just encourage the listeners to go back and think about it from those men again on on D Day, uh, buried from D Day, and maybe perhaps think about the fact that. You should be, I don't like the word should, but I think we should be cut to the heart with their sacrifice. And on this day, um, this weekend, is to really go to a place of solemn gratitude and really think about those men. And the opportunity, as you said, it's its ultimately a sacred responsibility. Tom Kilgannon said that when we, we spoke to him last week, was it's our responsibility, and I said before, when you know better, do better, and so I'm just going to challenge the listeners to really take a moment. If they don't know much about D-Day, go study it. Open the Bible. See what the Bible says, and really be cut to the heart with that sacrifice.
0: Absolutely. As you read the Bible, the Holy Spirit will speak to you individually. I what the Holy Spirit says to me as I read the Bible is com- going to be completely different from what he says to you. Uh, I've told the story about the friend of mine who is uh, about the homeless. He, he, when uh, we're on layovers in various cities around the world, he always takes opportunities to go and minister to the homeless of whatever city we're in. We fly together uh, at the airlines. And uh, when I read the Bible, the Holy Spirit talks to me about being a warrior and uh, a a combat leader. And so the amazing thing is when you read that Bible, the Holy Spirit will speak to each of us differently. And that's why it's a gift. And we celebrated that gift on Pentecost. And that is yours. And what a gift it is. And anytime you have something of value, somebody will want to take it from you. And then the weekend after that, when we celebrated, uh, commemorated Memorial Day with Tom Kilgannon. And this is an amazing gift given to you. And now the next question is, what are you going to do with it? So I've talked about the scripture that is so compelling to me in my life. It says, from whom much is given, much is demanded. And from whom much is entrusted, even more will be asked And so in my life, I feel very fortunate, Uh, an immigrant kid. I grew up in South Africa, a Jew who God called to Jesus and brought to the United States where I was able to serve in the military, and I'm still serving in the military 30-something years later, and what an honor and what a gift. And so if you hear uh, in my heart the conviction and sometimes frustration, uh, it's with all the love in the world that I say Friends, we have been gifted so graciously and lovingly, we must be cut to the heart as we look at the state of this nation, and we must ask in all humility, what should we do? And then do that thing uniquely unto you, whatever that is, whether it's the homeless or whether it's speaking to people about the truth of Christ or whether it's serving in a soup kitchen or whether it's being the best father to your family or the best mother to your children or the best teacher in the school, teaching the truth as opposed to progressive nonsense. So that's where I'm coming from. and. That's the truth, and that brings us to the moment of truth. As you know, in every show we have a moment of truth where we look at Scripture, which informs our discussion, and we've done that all through this uh, show today, and we do this to remind ourselves that God's Word is our first refuge and that it's always relevant and it never fails. And our moment of truth today comes from Acts chapter 4, as Peter and John testified before the Sanhedrin, the rulers and the elders were stunned by their brazen testimony, And uh, verse 13 says, when they saw the courage of Peter and John and realized that they were unschooled, ordinary men, they were astonished and they took note that these men had been with Jesus. Friends, people who do heroic things are not without fear. Those men who hit the beaches of Normandy were not without fear. They do heroic things despite the fear because the stakes are so high And it's worth it. And that's true courage. And courage by itself informs all who see it. It says that what I'm protecting is that valuable that I'm willing to sacrifice. And so, as we stand firm in our faith, resolute in the truth of the Bible, compelled by profound gratitude, those who see us will be changed. And with the help of the Holy Spirit poured out on us by faith alone, they will be led to ask, what shall we do? And then there'll be more of us doing the right thing. And in that moment, you will have an opportunity to make a difference. And that brings us to our quote of the day. As you have heard me uh, reference before, Thomas Paine said in 1776, what we obtain too cheaply, we esteem too lightly. It is dearness only that gives everything its value. Heaven knows how to put a proper price upon its goods. It would be strange indeed if so celestial an article as freedom should not be highly rated. So friends, we are the recipients of so much sacrifice and the way we live our lives honors or degrades that sacrifice. The sacrifice of Jesus and the sacrifice of so many of our countrymen for our freedom is ours to cherish to protect, and to pass on to future generations. And we do this each day as we walk in the truth of a loving God in a nation founded on his promises, his unerring justice, and the hope that our faith offers to the world. And that is Courageous Christianity. So friends, thanks for joining Christy and me today. We hope you'll join us each and every week here on 100.7 KKHT, the word at KKHT.com or on CourageousChristianity.today where you can listen to previous episodes by podcast. We're honored to walk with you in Christ. God bless and Semper Fi.